0: Hi everyone, and welcome to this second episode of our Leadership Podcast Series. My name is Jan Orford, and I'll once again be your host. Previously, we talked about the Leadership Framework and how people in health can develop their leadership skills. Today, I would like to introduce you to Jamie Panora, or me, Rospra. Jamie is a clinical nurse CDE who works at Princess Margaret Hospital for Children in Perth, WA, She has been recognised recently for her work as a CDE by being awarded Western Australia's CDE of the Year for 2017. Hi, Janie. Welcome and thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Hi, Jan. It's lovely to be here. Thank you. Before before we start our conversation, I would really like to take this opportunity to also congratulate you on your CDE award last year. Well done. I think this really is a testimony if you're standing as a, a CDE and demonstration of leadership in your chosen field. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Okay, can we start by I guess having you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah sure. So I started work as an exercise physiologist back in two thousand and three. And I went on to um, study my diabetes education back then. I then went on to study my nursing to expand my career in diabetes and focus a bit more on type 1 diabetes. Um, After that, I, I went to work in the emergency department. And then I relocated after a few years to WA, where I did my credentialing as a diabetes educator. So my current role is at Princess Margaret Hospital in Perth and one of my main roles there is the insulin pump coordinator and that just involves coordinating workshops, pump initiation, um, expert workshops and upgrades and reviews. Other um, areas that we cover are CGM workshops. We cover a triage line from 8.30 to 4.30 Monday to Friday. We do newly diagnosed education for type 1, type 2 uh, sorry, medication-induced diabetes as well as MOTI. And we do in-service education for ward staff, graduate nurses and enrolled nurses. Uh, we also coordinate camps for the children and we're involved in a diabetes resource nurse course which runs over two days to upskill the nurses that work on the ward. So that basically covers most of what we do on a day-to-day basis.
0: That's amazing. You've certainly got a very busy role and and having completed two different disciplines, I take my hat off to you. Um, Can I ask you how you have developed your leadership skills and what made you take on this leadership role in particular?
1: Yeah, it's funny. I never planned on becoming a leader. I sort of fell into the role as my career developed. It took me a lot of time to develop my confidence over the years. So working in ED was a good start to that because, you find you have to take on a lead role and be confident in that role. So, I guess I started developing my leadership skills there, and I was fortunate enough to have some mentors and some senior nurses who I guess saw some ability and pursued me to take up some more leading roles. Um, and as I became a diabetes educator, it, it goes with the role basically. So, you're in such a specialised area, you're often you're often the turn-to person for other healthcare professionals looking for advice and guidance. So that started for me when I worked in the Wheatbelt of WA and more so now at Princess Margaret Hospital where um, we're involved in treatment decisions and advocating for the patients and their families when necessary
0: it's interesting hearing you say that uh, you never set out to be a leader i think we can probably all relate to that at various times so uh, not an unusual uh, we suddenly find ourselves uh, in a role we weren't planning for but i guess given your experience to date can you tell us what you think are the characteristics of a good leader
1: yeah, I recently read something on the internet that resonated well with me and it and it read leadership starts with having a vision for change you want to make and leaders show by example and empower others to be leaders of their own visions. So I guess that can relate to any aspect of life, but I think it explains how I fell into a leadership role because I can be very passionate and driven about certain things And um, diabetes is definitely one of them and health in general. So I guess it's more of a team environment. When I consider leadership um, at Princess Margaret, we work well together. Um, And I've been fortunate enough to have a wonderful mentor when I was doing my credentialing. And since working at Princess Margaret, I've had some wonderful colleagues and managers who have worked in the field for so many years. I think a big thing with um, leadership is just remaining positive, especially in the face of adversity, with diabetes being such a growing area, limited resources. It's easy to hear about the things that might not be going so well. So I think it's important for the, the leaders to, I guess, focus on the positives and see what we're doing well. My managers have always led by example, even just with the little things like being at work on time, being organised, and trying to have that open door policy when possible, of course. I'd certainly take all these things on
0: board if I ever moved into a more of a management role. Thanks, Jamie. You mentioned uh, enjoying what you do. What are the things that you enjoy, particularly about your leadership role? Yeah, it
1: does sound daunting to me when I think about being a leader, but it's very rewarding at the same time. whether it be working with the patients themselves, families, or upskilling and supporting other staff, um, I just feel that that's, that's what keeps me there, that's what drives me, and you just have to keep focusing on what you're doing well and how you can improve the services and experience for the patient and the family and all the staff working with the family.
0: Jamie, you talked about um, what you enjoy about the role of being a leader, but I wonder if you have any thoughts about what the challenges of coming into such a role might be on reflection.
1: Yeah, sure. So looking back, I would say um, just the knowledge base is what can give you the confidence to take up the leadership role. And it it did take me time to learn Everything I needed to know about diabetes, particularly starting out in the wheat belt, working more with patients with type 2 diabetes, moving across to PMH, working with children with type 1 was extremely challenging regarding the new technologies, working with families in general rather than just the patient and possibly a partner. So you have a lot more people you need to consider and um, just the different levels at which you need to be able to educate depending on, you know, the health literacy skills and knowledge and things like that. So I think starting out three days a week at PMH made it more challenging than if I had started full-time because once I went full-time, I was more exposed and was able to pick up things a lot quicker, which then increased my confidence in the role.
0: I think confidence grows with experience too. So I think just being new in a role can sometimes be very challenging in and of itself.
1: Absolutely, yeah, I agree.
0: Thanks, Jamie. Can you tell us what strategies you've adopted to ensure that you grow in your professional role, but at the same time preserve your sanity and not burn out?
1: Yeah, um, it's an important important point you mate because it is easy to burn out so I've tried to keep some variety in my work and when I moved from Cairns in Queensland one of the first things I did was undertake the Diabetes WA Desmond training course which is for people with type 2 diabetes Um, and that was a blessing in terms of building my confidence in, in talking in front of people it's quite an intense accreditation pathway with this course and it helps you continually reflect on your um, on your work and your skills and you also receive feedback from your fellow facilitators. So this has helped me in other areas beyond taking the Desmond course. And in terms of the burnout, I really try and focus on the children and families that we're helping, as I said before. I'd love to attend a nursing leadership conference and I'm even considering a postgraduate certificate in the near future um, if I can find the time. So I'd love to see the ADA have an online course available too, just so we could all look at doing something like that in our own time.
0: Thanks, um, Jamie. I think that's a very valid point to to consider from an ADA perspective in terms of um, a course of some kind in the future. So bear that in mind and pass the word along. We've covered quite a lot of information today and I wonder if you could tell us what your three take-home messages are for our members from from this uh, experience for yourself. Yeah,
1: sure. I think from uh, working in the teams I have, just having the knowledge and positivity is is a huge factor. Definitely having excellent communication skills and and being approachable so other staff do feel they can come to you when they need to. And just the ability to work with different personalities and bring out the best in all to try and encourage that
0: positive work morale. Jamie, thank you once again for your time today. It's been great hearing about your experience and your skills and I'm sure that this podcast will help others to reflect on their practice to think about taking on more leadership roles be it within their workplace or, or elsewhere. Thank you for having me on I appreciate it. And thank you to you the members for taking the time to listen to this podcast. We look forward to you joining us once again next fortnight when we'll be hearing from Tracy Aylin who is a former president of ABA and we'll be talking about her experience of leadership at a more national level. So thank you once again, Jamie, and see you all in the next fortnight. Thank you and goodbye.